Hello, this is Pona. Welcome to True Form, my solo talk show. Haven't had a guest in a while. Should probably invite someone. Anyway, this is part four of four of my reading of my personal essay titled "So What Do You Do?" In this episode, I'm going to read whatever remains of the document. I noticed that I left it unfinished, and that was probably because I didn't know how to end it. Not everything has to have a neat conclusion, right? And I don't personally subscribe to the idea that I necessarily have to come up with something just so that there's an ending, because life doesn't fucking work that way. Um, it's always super obvious when an ending is rushed or tries to be satisfying but seems totally unrealistic. It ruins things more than it helps. Maybe this is why I don't like watching a lot of movies. I just can't stand the artificial endings. Okay, so there you have it. Chapter eight: Born leader, decisive type. When I was in high school, I found a book on the floor. <laughs> Ever the bookworm, I decided to pick it up. Careers for born leaders and other decisive types. I still have it to this day. I wasn't super interested in the topic, and I could have returned it to the school library. But something about it made me take it home instead. I'm not sure if it was because taking home a free book was such a thrill, or because I thought it might be useful later on. I've never actually read it. Growing up, I never saw myself as a leader. I was quiet and shy until I was 15, and realized that shyness doesn't show unless you let it. I pretended to be a confident biatch, and it seemed to work. Turns out, I had things to say, but I was always just too afraid to say them. At home, I was a different person. The eldest child of three, I learned how to be a leader from a young age. I just never realized it, mostly because I'd had bossy friends and never thought bossing people my own age around was a very nice thing to do. Sisters, however, are totally different. Having this book kept the idea that I might be a born leader alive in my head, even if I didn't really believe it at the time. I guess it was a dream. My dream was to become a leader one day. In my early twenties, I found that I didn't have to boss people around to get them to do what I wanted. I just had to be the one person who was organized and knew her shit. People listened to me. Also, because I don't try to position myself as superior or try to incite fear. I've had too many bosses like that that I've always known I didn't ever want anyone to hate me the way these bosses were feared and hated at the workplace. The fact that this book still remains in my tiny bookshelf is a wonder. There was a time I had too many books that my mother made me move most of them to the basement. I moved a ton of books that I love to the basement, including my entire Harry Potter series. But somehow, careers for born leaders and other decisive types made the cut. I suppose I still thought that I might read it. Note that I graduated high school ten years ago. <laughs> I always thought that if I ever made it to the top, it would be through getting promoted until I couldn't get promoted anymore. Seems logical, right? Starting my own business where I'm the boss by default never occurred to me as something that was possible. They didn't teach entrepreneurship in school, and if they did, my apologies, but I had no idea. I was probably not interested enough to care because I didn't think that I had the chops. I remember there being grants for students who were interested in starting their own businesses, but obviously you already needed to have an idea to pitch for them to fork over the funds, which I did not. The other half of the title of the book is decisive. 
Everyone who knows me knows that I'm extremely indecisive. I'm a Libra, and we are notorious for being indecisive. For me, it's not because I don't care. It's because I care maybe too much. I care about what happens if I make the wrong decision. I care about missing out on opportunities. And as I get older, I started to care about how my decisions would affect others. As a kid, being indecisive meant that I didn't mind people telling me what to do and how to do it. I welcomed it as it relieved me of potentially choosing the wrong thing. Choosing a career, however, wasn't as easy as telling me I needed six science credits to graduate, for example. I was all of a sudden on my own. Are people born leaders or do they become leaders? I certainly hoped that I could become a leader. I've never applied for a management position anywhere before. I think it's because I've never actually held that title before and don't feel like I own it. Whatever the case may be, I think that I've undervalued myself for a very long time. Chapter 9. One True Passion We've all heard the quotes. Do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Follow your dreams, etc., etc. They're all very inspirational, but no one ever tells you how to achieve that. At school, the most they really teach you is to study the thing that you love and the rest will follow. I no longer believe that paying tens of thousands of dollars for a piece of paper is going to get me anywhere. I've been, quote, unemployed for almost a year now, oh my god. And at the beginning, I felt exactly the same way that I felt before I even started university. Lost, confused, broken, helpless, unguided. I'm the kind of person who needs mental stimulation at all times. I cannot watch TV shows like Downton Abbey and Gilmore Girls because I need to be at the edge of my seat. I can't focus on the same thing for too long because I'll get distracted by some other shiny new object. What this means is that there isn't one skill that I've mastered. I'm good at a lot of things. That's why it's so hard to tap into that so-called one true passion and go from there. I want it all and I don't know where to start. So when people ask me questions, I go blank. Because there's this unspoken rule that the answer should be short and simple. If the answer is confusing, well then you're confused. Going to university did not deliver on all of its promises. It's been a few years since I graduated, and the bank seems to think I'm ready to buy a new house. I got a letter saying I was eligible to start making down payments or something like that. There's pressure from all sides to be successful already. Social media is the worst. I see people around me moving into their new places, getting promotions at work, and I'm just here eating banana chips. People with less ambition and self-confidence would find my situation unbearable. But I know that there's a fire under my ass that I need to acknowledge. My time will come. Wow. So weird. Okay. I know that I deserve more in life than simply working for someone else. I don't need to find my passion or wait until it finds me. I am passion. I just need to follow through with my own desire to do everything and just do it. It took a few months of living this way to accept that there's nothing wrong with me and to embrace the opportunities that may arise as a result of my exploratory nature. I used to see my interest in multiple things as a setback and not as an opportunity to engage and explore. I'm in a better place now and whenever people ask me what I do, I still get a twinge nervous, but I'm better at hiding it and I'm able to frame my situation in a positive light instead of a lost and confused one. The culture I grew up in told me that everyone has one true passion. What's your passion is a really common question I get when I tell people I don't know what I'm doing. The thing is, I don't have one. Or at least, I didn't think I did. 
When I hear the word passion, I imagine something vast and grand and life-changing. When someone asks me what my passion is, I'm supposed to tell them something magical. In fact, what I've learned is that that's not true. How is one meant to find their passion anyway? It's definitely not just going to come knocking at the door. I realize that I don't need to have a passion. I'm already passionate as a person. My passion is me. Chapter 10. So, what do you do? I have trouble answering this question because I know that a multitude of things can be assumed about me within a split second based on my answer. I can almost see the other person's mind hard at work forming judgments and associations based on their preconceived notions. They may even decide whether I'm above or below them, how old I am, how smart I am, how much money I earn, etc. Their words are nice, but their eyes be judging. However, when we make judgments about another person, what does that tell us about ourselves? When someone else tells me what they do, how do I react? Does it strike envy? Awe? Do I shrug it off because it has no bearing on my life? Do I nod knowingly because been there, done that? Whatever my automatic response is, what I'm doing is comparing myself to that person. Are they better than me? How can I get some of what they have? Now that I haven't had a job in the traditional sense, for almost a year, I've begun to appreciate the lifestyle that I currently live. I work on my own projects on my own time. I get up and go to bed whenever I damn well want to. I'm almost always available to hang out with friends, and I just feel free. For once in my life, I feel in control. There was a time when getting an office job, aka a real job, was the dream. It was what I went to university for. I used to have low standards because I didn't think I had enough skills to be anything more than someone else's puppet. Even though I don't quite know what my direction is, I'm hopeful for what my ambition and actions to pursue those ambitions have in store for me. Okay, that seems to be the last actual sentence. (laughs) The rest of it looks like notes. Um, The first one says, university is the worst return on investment. Period. Fraud. Period. (laughs) Next one says, we are not defined by what goes into our bank accounts. Yeah. All right. The next one says, when I realize that perceptions, illusions, and appearances are all based on self-consciousness, I realize that none of us really have it together. All right. So it looks like I didn't know how to finish the essay, but I wrote like some unifying thoughts or themes that try to tie it together somehow. But yeah. So again, I won't be commenting too much on past me. I'll let my past just sit there and be. I will say this though. Between the time that I wrote this and now, I've met tons of other people who also don't have it all figured out, and I always knew I wasn't alone, but not personally knowing anyone is really stressful. Now I see that it's a problem with how our society is built, and not the fault of individuals who are just trying to survive. I saw a post on social media that says, The greatest scam capitalism ever pulled was convincing us that a job was a part of our dreams. The greatest scam capitalism ever pulled was convincing us that a job was part of our dreams. Let that sit for a while. Let us realize we've all been lied to, deceived, tricked into thinking we had to choose a profession in order to achieve greatness. We're taught that working really hard and being busy all the time is a good thing. We're forced to be marionettes from the day we're born by people constantly asking us, what do you want to be when you grow up? 
constantly driving the idea into our heads that we have to want to be something. To be. The verb to be instills in us the notion that what we are equals what we do. That we are nothing unless we are doing something, but not just anything. A something that is seen to be valuable, either financially or socially. How do we as a culture agree on what's considered valuable? These things are socially constructed as well. My body knew at the time that by no longer wanting to participate in all of this bullshit, I was seeking liberation. However, it took a while for my indoctrinated brain to realize that as well. So that is the end of part four of four of me reading my personal essay that I wrote like two years ago. Um, hope that it was enjoyable for you and that there were some good insights there. I know that I picked up on some things that I maybe forgot about or needed reminding of in my own writing, which is really interesting. And yeah, hope y'all have a really rad day and uh, see you soon. Bye.